welcome to the Sock Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sock Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sock Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Chance Monroe, who is the community manager at Riverworks in Dixon. Chance, thanks for coming to the show and joining us today. I'm real glad to be here, Drew. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Hey, can you just give us a quick snapshot, quick intro? Who are you? Who do you love? So, yep, I'm Chance Monroe. I'm the, as you said, the community manager of Riverworks Coworking here in Dixon. And I've been a lifelong member of this area. And um, I love my family, my friends, and my spouse, you know, just like everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, appreciate that. Now, you said you've been a lifelong member of this area. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your history, your story. What's the, the story of Chance? Take it as far back as you want, but then bring us up to where now you're community manager here at the co-working space called Riverworks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So lifelong member of the area. I was born at KSB hospital here in Dixon back in 95. Uh, and I spent a majority of my childhood and young adulthood in this area. Uh, I did graduate from Oregon high school mm. in 2013 and then officially kind of made the move to Dixon, mm. uh, to go to Sauk Valley college in 2015. And then just this last February, finished my bachelor's degree. Um, Shortly after graduating from Sauk, I met someone who I didn't know was going to become one of the most special people in my life, uh, and eventually my husband. Growing up, as many young LGBT people do in this country and in this community, I was unsure how I'd be accepted Mm. if I let other people know who I loved. Um, But with this person, it was something I had to do mostly for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I, unlike many others out there though, had a great family and friend group that didn't falter at all when it came to me being who I am and who I love. Um, how cool. Yeah. Very lucky. Very lucky. Um, so sometime after getting married, we decided we wanted to change the scenery and nothing's a change of scenery, like going to the Rocky mountains. We (laughs) were uh, right at the base of Pikes peak in Colorado Springs. And it was incredible. You got the hustle and the bustle of the big city, uh, with the mountains and the wilderness literally a mile away from you. Well, um, yeah. And, uh, w- when you grow up here in, in farmland, uh, there's nothing like a, like a small hill that makes people feel like, Oh my gosh, that's a big hill over there. And yet when you go to the Rockies, you go, Oh my, Oh yeah. That this is a different type of elevation. Exactly. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally. It, it took about a year to get used to moving out there. Oh man. Um, they call it acclimating, I guess. Um, but so it, we started our college degrees shortly before moving out there. We were online and it kind of worked out nice to say, because after we moved out there, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so we had two years of nothing to do besides working on our degrees. Um, and that all worked out really well for us. Yeah. Um, we worked out there, lived out there, enjoyed it. Um, but eventually missed the small town feel and yeah. our family and friends back here in this community. Yeah. And so, uh, what year did you guys move out there? 2019. Okay. Right before it all hit, finish your degrees out there and then just recently moved back yeah. and then got involved here at Riverworks, which is a co-working space, office space here at Dixon. Tell me a little bit about that decision to jump into this uh, company here. Yeah. So I was a little skeptical when I first heard about Riverworks in Dixon because I didn't know how big of a need there would be for co-working in this area. Mm. But um, it really has surprised me and I think uh, some other people in this community how well we're doing. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to you right before we started how we're at 85% capacity. We've only got 
three uh, private office suites left. Oh, man. And um, we've been really happy with the uh, rate at which we're gaining members and at which we're putting on events and trying to get more active in the community. So, like, uh, there's there's permanent office space here that people can kind of rent on an ongoing basis, but then you also have kind of just more of a couple community rooms that people can come in and rent for the hour or the day? Or Absolutely. How's that work? So we've got um, flexible office space. As you mentioned, you can have your own private office. If you don't want an office, you can have just a desk that's yours, designated desk. Um, or you can have uh, flexible seating, which is any of the common areas that mm. you mentioned. And so those are our three tiers of memberships. But if you're not even a member of co-working here at Riverworks, you can rent out our office space, this podcast room we're using today, yeah. uh, the conference room. If you want just a day pass or a week pass, we have that type of uh, membership program as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, well, when we I, I got here, I hadn't been in to the space here yet, but we walked in and you know you have a open and welcoming kind of, uh, welcome desk set up and stuff. And then you kind of took me down, uh, to the, the first floor downstairs and there's all these little offices and stuff. And then this little, what looked could be a closet, but it's a, you know, it's this fully functional little podcast room. You've got all the equipment here, you know, if it sounds a little bit different today, we're on your guys's mics. Um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, I didn't even realize that was a, uh, a thing available in our area. Yeah. And I think we're maybe one of the only ones in the area that mm. I know of anyhow. And that's something we're really trying to push is, you know, we've got this great setup down here. Yeah. It's pretty quiet for the most part. Um, all of our members know we've got an on air light flipped on out there. Oh, so awesome. they know something's going on in here. They know to try to keep yeah. it even a little more. Don't quiet. bang on the door unless yeah. the building's on fire. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's super cool. And so like, uh, have, have, uh, many people been using the, the podcast rumors? That's still like one of the newer things you guys are trying to get off the ground. That's a, an amenity that we're still trying to get off the ground really. Sure. Cause it is very cool. I don't know any other spaces in the area that have, you know, one to rent, you know, we've got podcasters in the area like yourself mm-hmm. that have their own setup, but not anything like what we've got here. Yeah. Then what are the things that, uh, people really utilize the most as members, is it because there's a, it's a quiet space outside of their home where they don't have maybe kids running around or they're able to have kind of the, the, the social aspect of working in a space with others, even if you're not all in the same company? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, so something, you know, that you had mentioned, everyone's got high speed internet now in their houses. And, um, something that I've seen this summer is I've got a working mom that moved into a office space here. Oh yeah. You know, most, most families, both parents work now. And so over summer, kids on summer vacation, running around the house, having a ball that can create a little stressful, hectic work environment. Yes. And so we've got a member that moved in recently that is thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying the peace and quiet of her private office. Yeah. And so, uh, we've got the, the private office aspect. Do you allow members who to like, can they hold meetings here? Can they bring in guests or something like that? Or is it mostly for people who are doing computer work, phone work, you know, that kind of stuff? No, no you can absolutely bring guests in. Um, if your if your private office can hold capacity of the people you need to meet, you're more than welcome to do it there. However, as um, a member of Riverworks here, if you have a private office, you do get credits towards the conference room. Oh. So you get free hours towards that conference room. And we've got several members that 
will just book the conference room to yeah. hold these meetings and such, sometimes for an hour, sometimes for a couple hours. And that conference room works wonderful for that. Yeah. And I could even see, see, you know, companies booking this as a, as a kind of a offsite meeting space, you know, oh. for a single day or, you know, just to yep. g- get out of We've the. We've had contractors come in and rent an office for just two weeks while they're doing some building uh, out near that new development that's going right. up uh, across from Walmart here in Dixon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, what else do you feel like, because I mean, you and I were talking before we started recording how accessible work from home has become since the pandemic. Yeah. Real. And, and yet uh, there is still a, a desire of some people to, you know, the, 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 the shine of working from home has kind of worn off for some people. And so what are the things that bring people here? You know, what are some of the kind of the, the reasons why having a co-working space, especially here in Dixon, here in the Sock Valley is a still a valuable thing for people. So the biggest benefit of uh, being a member here at Riverworks co-working uh, and in most co-working spaces in general is that you pay one flat monthly membership fee, you know, that's your rate. And within that is your space, your office, your desk, or if you're the flex desk user. Um, but what sometimes people don't realize when they're starting a business or, you know, get too far ahead on themselves, you've got your utilities to pay. You've got to get Wi-Fi. You've got to have uh, office supplies. Mm. If you want a cafe, you got to stock that with plates and stuff. We do all of that here. So as a, right, all the other overhead and stuff. Exactly. As a small business owner, entrepreneur, st- startup, um, you don't have to worry about those little things. Mm. You pay one flat rate, and I take care of everything else for you. Yeah. So is that? Do you feel like your role? Uh, I mean, community manager. Uh, talk to me a little bit about like what, what are the parts of your job that, you know, really drew you to this first? And cause I would assume that it wasn't just stocking plates, although, you know, there's, there's parts of everyone's job that you, you do cause it's part of the job, but what are some of the passions that drew you to this first? Like, is there, is there a sense of kind of trying to connect people or do people come in here and they kind of just want to, they want to be in the room with other people, but they kind of just do their own work. So every co-working space kind of has a different feel. Um, so far Riverworks has proven to be more of a professional quiet setting. We've mm. got a lot of, um, social service professionals in this building. Yeah. Um, but what drew me to this line of work and to this position was the fact that I not only get to work with the members of the co-working space here, um, I get to reach out and work with members of the community as well. Okay. Talk more about that. What do you mean by that? So I'm, um, always trying to think of new events to put on to get the community involved, to put an open house, to get them to check out our space. We have partnerships with um, the local chambers of commerce in this area, and we work with other businesses. So we partner with the Y across the street, the YMCA, when we do block parties. Um, I'm working with the Next Picture Show to get several pieces of local art displayed throughout our building that's also for sale. Um, So just different things to get different aspects of Dixon and the Sock Valley into Riverworks here. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you, uh, the the networking aspect and the the um, connections, making the bridge building, is that something that you have always been drawn to, uh, or is that something that's been recent with this job? Are you are you a people person that likes making connections no matter what? Absolutely. 
Yeah. So I've worked uh, in retail. I've worked in healthcare, And, you know, after finishing my bachelor's degree, I kind of decided I wanted to work more in an office setting that mm. connects with uh, different people in the city. Yeah. But just working with people and understanding what they want and how I can help. That's what I like to do. Mm. Okay. Talk to me about helping. Why is that a, a, a foot in the door? Like to, to say, how can I help you? Is that the, 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 the key to unlock kind of relationships is trying to find ways that we can help because I mean, I, I'm trying to back my way into a question of what are the challenges of creating community in 2023, right? Because we all know the, the, the pandemic, uh, didn't create, but it revealed some of the fractures in our society of, you know, a lot of us realized there are certain relationships that were a little bit more brittle than we realized that just up and dissolve because, oh, we don't see each other for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And you go, oh, man, I thought I was actually closer to that person or some of the, the co-worker relationships. So we go, you know, I, I didn't realize that all my co-workers were actually the friends I have. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, my family actually drives me crazy or whatever. Right. Like things, things <laughs> yep. like that. Right. And so as we're kind of in this, you know, post COVID reality of trying to recreate and reestablish connections, maybe make some new ones. What are the things that unlock that? Or maybe what are the challenges of creating some of these new connections, either personally or even professionally? Um, so I think there are there are two main challenges in having a thriving community. And number one, I think it's just the overall divisiveness that we mm. have in this country right now. Um, politics have completely divided not only communities and families and yeah. friendships. Uh, half the population hates the other half because someone tells them to. Yeah. And, and it's never on the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so pick 16 different issues and you have 16 different ways it gets split in half. And yeah. it's, it's crazy because if we all sit down and have conversations one-on-one, -on -one, right. We have so much more in common than we do differently. Yeah. 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 And so on top of that, it's, also just the, the social structure of this society. We're so overworked hmm. and I feel like that was me in Colorado. Anyhow, I was working so much. I didn't have time to explore, uh, the community as much as I wanted to, to get involved and to get on a board of some sort or to volunteer at a, at a summer festival like Petunia Fest, you know, right. right. And you, people are just too tired to go out and do that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you mentioned o overwork and I, I, I think maybe that's another con to the work from home uh, aspect is if, you know, if your home is also where you work, it's two ends of that spectrum. Either your home life or your lack of desire for productivity mm -hmm. bleeds into your work. Yep. And that's when you realize, oh, did I even get anything done today? Or you have all the all the stereotypes that are on, you know, the Forbes websites and the Newsweek magazine kind of articles of this is why bosses want people to return to the office because when people who work at home, they don't actually do work, right? There's that mm -hmm. that end of the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Or there's the under, other end of the stereotype where you have people who are driven, who are like good workers, but then they never get to turn it off mm -hmm. because where you work is where you live. Do you feel that that might be one of the draws of like a coworking space like this where you actually have a place to go Definitely. to work? And then when you like are done, you close that door and you leave it. Definitely. Have you heard like what are some of the things you've heard maybe of the experiences of some people 
based on when they started kind of being members here, have there been any kind of like testimonials of like what this has done to their work-life balance? Um, I had a member, it was the first person that I signed on by myself when I first started here. So I was very excited about that, but they had recently had their department downsized Mm. and so kind of lost their location, lost their job. And they started out here at Riverworks as just a flex desk member. So they mm. came in, set all their stuff down, but then at the end of the day, they'd have to take it all with them. Yeah. And so they kind of got tired of that. And after realizing um, the amenities that we had here and the promise that was shown with her business, yeah, they've settled into a full office, they've taken on clients and they're thriving, they're doing great. And it's just, it's awesome to see because I feel like without Riverworks, maybe they wouldn't have had that opportunity. Mm. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of businesses and maybe, um, uh, industries do you see here? You're saying it's have more of a professional environment, uh, quiet office space. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of the kind of different, uh, professions that you see here? So we've got quite a few counselors upstairs, um, and they see different clients and patients throughout the week. They keep everything quiet for us, which is nice. We've got some um, independent accountants, mm. um, as well as a, um, addiction recovery group here. Okay. And so they've taken up, um, a good portion of our space here, Sauk Valley Voices of Recovery, and they do awesome work too, How you know, cool. helping people in different parts of their life get a step ahead. And yeah. you know, that's something once again, going back to community, helping out, yeah. being there for each other. Well, and I'm sure it must be gratifying too for you and uh, the others who who work here to make this place happen. That it's more than just providing square footage so that someone can make money, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I love people who are businesses, and this area has so many entrepreneurs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But when you can also utilize your space and you see life change as well, right? That's such an incredible thing to be a part of, and it's it's a, it's a, that's I think what you're talking about the, the things that a community needs to thrive is not only for people who are on their way up and to the right to be able to do that, but people who are maybe in a darker season of their life or a more vulnerable season of their life to realize that they aren't discounted. Absolutely. There's a place for them. They are uh, welcomed. They are maybe supported, yes. you know, held. Yes. Um, do you feel like, uh, when I'm, I'm switching gears here, uh, just my ADD brain. Uh, when you're, you're talking about doing some like block parties and some community events and stuff, uh, there are so many different groups in this area who are involved in those kind of things, putting on festivals, putting on events. Do you feel like that is a difficult thing to kind of break through the noise? Or is that just one of those things that, hey, this is just what we should be doing as a business in the community is providing ways for people to gather. You know, like, I, I guess I'm trying to ask, is this more of a, an, an excuse, if, I don't mean to sound offensive at all, but is this more of just like a, a marketing tactic Hey, right. we need to get our name out there? Mm-hmm. Or is this one of those things where there's a need to still gather people and so therefore we want to put our hat in that ring of we're one of the places that gathers people? All right. Well, yeah, of course, it's marketing beneficial toward the company, but it's also about getting people together. Yeah. And so when we do things like this, we're partnering with the YMCA, Sock Valley Bank, utilizing the space that we all kind of share back here, you know, rent from each other. 
and giving people an opportunity to do something they don't normally do on the week. Mm. You know, come check out Riverworks, see what we have to offer in here and what we're putting on for that particular event that night. Come check out our podcast room. Yeah. See if it's something you're interested in and yeah. renting out for a couple hours. See if our conference room is something that you could utilize for your company. I mean, we've got an 85-inch monitor up there yeah. that you can zoom on. You can display your computer How many on. people does that conference room fit? Comfortably, 15. Okay. Yeah. Uncomfortably, 20. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Stay in your room only right? yeah. <laughs> for those exclusive events. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I think I think it is really interesting to see because um, there's, there's these... Uh, regional wide groups, you know, the chamber, the things like that, that will help put on some of these kind of bigger events. But it's also um, still important for, you know, you're mentioning, hey, there's these groups that are right here kind of in our little corner of this block Mm -hmm. that are working together for this little geographic pinpoint here in this part of Dixon. And that's still kind of an important thing. It makes me think of like, you know, uh, neighborhood uh, uh, yes. focuses, yes. right? Hey, this is our little neighborhood over here and we're trying to focus here. No, that's really cool. I, I want to uh, turn towards kind of you personally, you, you were, uh, grew up here, left for a while, came on back. And so you, you have a unique perspective on this, the Sock Valley area. And so if you, as you have lived and worked here, left for a while, came on back, what are the things that you still think are missing in the Sock Valley? What are the things that you still think might need to be changed if you could? Um, so really the Sauk Valley has just about anything and everything Mm. that is needed for a thriving community in a thriving area. And yes, while we may lack some of the amenities or the businesses and the chains that you see in some of those larger cities, we do benefit from the fact that we have some of the one and only amenities in the area. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to find Alan Lita's pizzeria or, uh, Arthur's Garden Deli anywhere else. Right. So yeah. those are some wonderful things that we have that you're not going to find in Florida or California. And while, yeah, you know, we've got these one and only amenities, um, there are some things that I know people want in this area. And yeah. some that I know a lot of people could agree on, myself included, is that we'd love to see a Target somewhere. Oh, is, is, that, is that the one? <laughs> that's, that's the one. one that's that the you, one I hear all pick. the time and that I would pick myself. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and so now getting people to agree that, yes, we'd love to see a Target here um, is something... That's easy to do. Sure. Something that's hard to do is actually getting the target here. Yeah. And so um, I feel like once you start talking about the things that are missing in a particular area, you forget the things that you have and that you love mm. in that same area. So let's talk about that a little bit. What are, what are the things that get you excited about the area? What, what gives you hope about this area? And it could be amenities or it could just be a, a, a general sense of being part of this community. Yeah. And so the Sauk Valley has always done great with progress. Hmm. Um and we have and we see different businesses being brought into different towns in this area each and every year. I was speaking with a gentleman upstairs before you got here. He was in his 70s, and he was talking about how back in the day um, the office we're in now actually used to be a doctor's office. That's oh. before it was even Clifton Larson Allen. Um, and the Sauk Valley itself has always welcomed that, welcomed you know progress, new development, new growth. Mm. And, you know, we've got that massive undertaking out by the Dixon Walmart and 88 mm-hmm. ramp going on. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of new businesses out there, more jobs for people in the area. Um, the Sauk Valley just has a lot of great things. It's really at the heart of Illinois, and one Northwest of that, Illinois. One of the things that I've noticed since moving here, I've been here less than a year, but there seems to be more 
uh, self-starters, more entrepreneurs per capita yes. than like any area I've, I've seen. And it's, I, I agree with you. I think that it is also because it's embraced by uh, the leadership of the community and the residents of this community. What is it that makes this area so, uh, you know, I'm using a farmer uh, metaphor, like what makes the, the soil so rich for that sort of uh, entrepreneurial kind of like new startups, yeah. new business ideas? I think it's our location, really. We Mm. have a great location in the Midwest. We're right off of 88. Mm -hmm. So that's something you can drive right up to Chicago. You can hop over to Rockford. People can utilize that as a commute um, if they're looking for jobs that aren't accessible here. But then for people that are able to start up here, you know, Mm. small businesses, podcasters, there's local media companies that have started up in this area and done Mm. well. Um, Different organizations that have that have come to this area and this town and done very well. Mm. What would you think um, would be something that like, I I guess out of the things that we've talked about of these community gathering festivals, um, the, the excitement, but also a little bit impatience for some of these new, you know, kind of developments, you know, here in Dixon and the riverfront and Sterling and stuff like that. Um, What are the things that like, I'm trying to figure out how to word this question. What, what is that, that next, uh, uh, step forward for this community? You know, cause like, sure. Uh, uh, we can pick our, our franchise that we want. Oh, I would love to have a target here. I'd love to have a such and such, you know, a Chick-fil-A here. And that might be nice, but is that going to be like that next kind of like almost linchpin thing for this area. Um, in your opinion, is it that we need some of those more kind of big box stores? Do we need uh, a better um, focus on education? You know, do we need to open a nursing school that's kind of draws people from the area? You know, I, I guess I, I didn't prep you for this question, so yeah, I apologize. Yeah. It was kind, <laughs> of, right. it was kind of off the, off the cuff here. But like, what's that linchpin thing that would actually drive this area forward. And it might not even be an economic one. So I think everyone likes, you know, the chains, everyone wants, you know, a Chipotle or a Chick-fil-A and there's always room for that in this area. Um, but the thing that I believe draws people here is the small businesses that you don't have anywhere else. Mm. Maria's pizza, Angelo's pizza. I mean, pizza in this area is big. People love their pizza. I mean, I I came back from Colorado just for the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Couldn't find that spaghetti pizza anywhere else. No, um, but this area just has great opportunity for people to do that in other sure. places where you know I've traveled and lived and been that I just haven't seen. Yeah, and where I came from, I mean, in California, uh, a self-start business couldn't get off the ground because they couldn't unless they were doing it from their house. Mm-hmm. You can't get into a space. You can't. And we have these these incubator spaces. We have the availability of kind of storefronts that like are affordable to mm-hmm. actually like open a thing. Or we have things like here Riverworks. That's kind of that halfway point between getting your own whole brick and mortar spot, but still having something that is a outside of your house, outside of your neighbor's house, backyard kind of meetups can be here. Yeah. So, um, if people are interested in getting connected with you guys here at Riverworks, if they want to know more information about the things of 
that you guys offer or different events, where would you point people to get in contact with Riverworks Dixon? So we're all on social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find us there, just Riverworks Coworking. Um, we've also got a website where we're, we've got a blog and we post our events, uh, just DixonRiverWorks.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, I want to give a little plug for an event that we're putting on here at the end of the month. Um, we're going to be hosting one of our most exciting events of the summer. We're doing a street food festival here in one of our back parking lots. Um, so you can find this in the parking lot directly behind our building. We're located at 114 East Everett Street here in Dixon. Um, and we're going to have different food trucks, different food vendors from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. on July 27th. Mm. And we're going to also have the Riverworks building open to the public. You know, come inside, nice. sit down at one of our tables or in the conference room to enjoy your food and grab a free beverage while you're here. And if you want to talk to me about getting into a spot, I'm more than welcome to do that. I'm going sure. to be putting on tours. We're going to have everything open for people to check out. It's going to be real fun, real nice. And what was the date for that again? July 27th, okay. 5 p.m. to that's 8 p.m. A, that's a Thursday? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's super exciting. Um, and then if, if people if people want to get in contact with you, is this the best way through social media DMs or is that like an email on the website? So social media DMs work great. Otherwise, you can reach me at chance at DixonRiverWorks.com or just give me a call 815-770-7055. I'm more than happy to sit down and chat with you and answer all your questions. Absolutely. Chance, I really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your story with us, telling us a little bit about your perspective on not only the things that Riverworks is doing, but just here in Dixon and the Sauk Valley. So thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, Drew. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, until next time on the Sauk Valley Spotlight, I'm your host, Drew Williams, and let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home.